Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for yet another edition of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, you're going to hear the message entitled, The Power of the Blood of Jesus. Ooh, that wonderful blood. I'm telling you, we had a dynamic time today, and I know that you will be richly blessed by this message. We talk about the blood itself, how it circulates through the human body, the white blood cells, the red blood cells, the platelets, and how that really applies to our lives. It shows us how the blood of Jesus functions in the life of a believer. It's powerful, and I want you to hear it. Don't forget to join us on the web 24 hours a day at kingdomrock.org. There you can hear all of these messages and a whole lot more. We will also like you to become our friend on Facebook and download the Kingdom Rock app from the Android market and also the iTunes store. We would love to stay connected with you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship is at 10. And on Wednesday night, we have the Hour of Power starting at 6.30. Come on out and be blessed of the Lord. Well, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Power of the Blood of Jesus, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. This is 12, Revelation 12. Revelation, the 12th chapter. We're going to start there for a moment. As we continue to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood. And today, before you go, you're going to realize more of the purpose, the function of the blood of Christ and, and how you can apply it to your own lives. And this is such a very vast subject, such a very vast subject. I dare not say that this would be a definitive message. It will be sort of like you going out and you're saying, I'm going to take a pair of tweezers and I'm going to get up all the grain of sand off the seashore. It just won't happen. It's just too much. It's just too much. All we can dare to do is get a few grains that will bless us. So I pray that you will be praying with me, that you'll be pulling on the, pulling on the Lord, pulling on the Lord so that he can give you what you need to have today. Y'all ready to pray? Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this rich day, the day that you have made, the day that you have prepared for us. Lord, we are in anxious anticipation of what you're going to say today. And we need you to speak. We need you to feed us. We need you to guide us uh, through the word. Lead us in all truth and show us things to come. Lord, we do submit ourselves unto you. Give the people, Lord, your congregation, your body, ears to hear what your spirit is saying. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, even just take over and take control, that you use my vocal cords and my being to bring forth the message that you want to have presented, that you want to present in this hour. Bless your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Later, our hearts, amen. All right. Revelation 12, verse number 10. We're going to read just three verses. Revelation 12, verse 10, 11, and 12. Someone says, well, I don't know how everything is going to end up. This world is going in the wrong direction. We're all in bad shape. I wonder how it's all going to end up. Well, I know how it's going to end because I've read the back of the book. And we win. 
Look at Revelation 12, verse number 10. It says, and I heard a voice saying, or rather, I heard a voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Look at verse number 11 again. It says that we, it says, and they say that's us. Say that's me. Now let me tell you one thing right, right, right off, right off of the back here. We, as the body of Christ, have access to the blood of Christ. We have access to the blood of Jesus. If you are a born-again believer, you have access to the blood of Jesus. That's wonderful. The redeemed of the Lord has access to the blood. Praise God. We have access to that divine substance the blood of God Almighty. We have access to it, which means I can take it. I can use it. I can apply it. I can declare it. I can plead it. I have access to the very blood or life of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can use that blood. And we're going to understand something today. I can use it. I, I can declare it. I can plead it. I can apply the blood over my life, over my family over the circumstance or situation, God gave it to me. He has made us kings and priests. And it is the priest that takes the blood and sprinkles and applies the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have access to the blood of God. The Bible declares in the book of Leviticus chapter 17, it says that the blood is the life of the body. The blood is the life of the body. We would say the life force or the life energy that's in the body. I guarantee you, if I drain out all your blood, you won't move anymore. Once all the blood is gone, your life is gone. It is poured out of you. Life has gone out of you. We have access to the life of God, to the life force, if you will, the divine energy of God. We have access to that. Through the blood of Jesus. Think about that. That's just mind-blowing. We have access to the blood of Jesus. Now, that may not be too exciting to you right now, but it will be in just a few minutes. The Bible says that they, speaking about us, say it's talking about me. Come on, say it with authority. It's talking about me. It says they, or we, or I, overcame him. Who is the him? That's the devil. We overcame the devil, the devil, the one that comes to deceive, hinder, destroy, steal, kill, destroy. We overcame the devil, the one that comes with disease, aggravation, who aggravates you, frustrates you, causes you to fear, worry, intimidates you. We overcame him. How? By the what? By the blood of the lamb. Three factors here. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. 
What's the word of our testimony? The word of our testimony is what God has done for us and through us as we declare it in the air. Praise the Lord. You notice a moment ago, a testimony. Praise the Lord. This testimony was given in the air. It was spoken forth. Hallelujah. Words came forth about what God had done, done for her and through her. Are you with me? And as we declare those things, as we continue to declare what God has done, as we declare what he is doing in us, hallelujah, we overcome the enemy. Praise God. And as a matter of fact, through through the power of testimony, you can help a lot of people. Um, Sister Connie, she came this morning and gave that wonderful word in Sunday school. Let's give God a hand of praise for that. Hallelujah, that wonderful word in Sunday school. She gave her testimony for it. And that went forth and healing and deliverance took place. Hallelujah. As you hear how one person overcame, you'll also understand that God can do the same through you. Hallelujah. And it says they loved not their lives unto death. It wasn't all about them. It was about him. Are you hearing? But let's look at the very first part of this and then we're going to go on today. It says they, we overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb. Well, what is blood? I'm glad you asked. You're so intelligent. Thank you for asking. The blood is the fluid that circulates in the principal vascular, um, uh, rather, uh, vascular system of the human body. You knew that. Praise the Lord. It contains, it contains plasma, uh, in which the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and the platelets are suspended. Pastor, did I go to science class or did I go to church? It is one and the same. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing me? As we talk about the blood, the power of the blood. Understand something. Here again, the blood is that fluid that circulates through your body. It carries the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and platelets. Say that with me. Red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. All right, we're going to talk about what those things, uh, the function of those things are in just a moment. But understand something. Everything that God created down here is a shadow of the real thing up there. Everything you see here is a shadow of the real up there. Understand this natural world came out of the spirit. God spoke it. The, the unseen was first and then the seen, right? We know that from the book of Hebrews, right? The 11th chapter. Everything here is a shadow of things up there. You mean, Pastor, there? Okay, let me give you some. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, there's streets out there. You mean there's some streets in heaven? Yes, they're not made out of, they're not made out of asphalt, but they're made of gold up there. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You mean there's some houses up there like some of the fancy mansions? Yes, there are some mansions that the Lord has prepared for you up there. Everything here. Are there trees up there, Pastor? Well, there's a tree of life that is growing every day up there. Everything you see here is has is just a shadow, a dark shadow uh, that can have not really contain the true nature of what's up there. As a matter of fact, the tabernacle of God, the outer court, the inner court, holies of holies, the the uh, all all things you said you saw there were a pattern that God gave to Moses uh, from what was already in heaven. It's a pattern, a shadow. Are you hearing? So as we talk about blood and God's salvation, His deliverance, forgiveness only comes through blood. 
You understand it? The Bible declares also from the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. Blood was shed before anything in the universe was created. Blood was shed. The spirit, the real. And then, of course, it came down into the natural world where we could behold it. We could see it. We could touch it. And then the Lord took his blood back up as our high priest. And he presented it before the father for the redemption of our souls, for the saving of our souls. He presented his own blood before God. And this is how we have forgiveness. Are you hearing me? That blood is powerful. So as we talk about the blood of Jesus, we talk about the blood of Christ. If we see how it operates in our own bodies, you will also see a glimpse or shadow of how it operates in uh, the life of God or, or, or how the blood of Jesus uh, can be operated or used or functions in our life as a believer. Are you with me? Is that pretty clear to you? So this is why we're looking at uh, what blood is and what blood does before we go further in scripture today. Now, again, the blood contains plasma, which is red blood cells, what? White blood cells and also what? Platelets. All right. Now, what does all that stuff do? Make it do what it do, God. What does all that stuff do? Well, uh, the red blood cells carries oxygen to the cells. The red blood cells carry oxygen. And it also uh, carries away waste. That is carbon dioxide or urea. Uh, not dia. No, but it's rhea. You get it next week. Don't worry about it. But the... But the, the red blood cells here can carry oxygen and they carry away waste. That is carbon dioxide and something called urea and something that is also called um, lactic acid. And of course, that happens through uh, diffusion. Look it up later. Also, um, the white blood cells. So first of all, we know that the red blood cells that carries away or that brings us provision. So we talk about the blood of Jesus. What can I believe God for? Well, look in your own human body. The red blood cells carry oxygen. It brings stuff to me, stuff that I need to live. And it also carries away. Uh, the blood carries away waste, stuff from me that is killing me. Are you hearing me? Stuff that is hindering me, stuff that is hurting me. It carries it away. So we can already believe that the blood of Jesus, and you're going to see this all throughout Scripture, the blood of Jesus uh, through the red blood cells, uh, we can believe God for provision through the blood. For provision through the blood. Also, we look at the white blood cells. The white blood cells, of course, we know are the body's uh, defensive mechanism. When you have a fever, you have a cold. You go to the doctor, they, they, they test your blood and they see, well, you have a high white blood cell count. You must have some type of fever, some type of infection. Right? Your body is now producing a lot of defensive cells to get this, to get the foreign invaders out of your body. So we also know that through this, that the blood of Jesus, one, here again, it, it brings provision to us. Two, it also defends us. I can begin to plead the blood of Jesus, and I often do every night without fail I'll take the blood of Jesus and I declare I apply the blood of Jesus to my home I apply the blood of Jesus to my family 
Lord, as we sleep, I apply the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus. I'll go and touch my children, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I'll touch my doors, the blood of Jesus. I'll set up a hedge of protection around my family as we sleep. Are you hearing? Because I understand the principle of the white blood cells. Defensive. Defensive against what? Whatever is coming to attack the body. Whatever gets in, those white blood cells come and they'll attack. They'll attack the virus. They'll, they'll attack whatever's there. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. And also, there are what's known as platelets in the body. And, and platelets are simply uh, the body's self-repair mechanism. Uh, it helps the body to clot. If you have an open wound, uh, the blood clotting begins there and eventually makes a scalp. And all that has to do with healing, 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 healing is in the platelets. So I can believe God not only for provision through the blood, I can believe God not only for defense in the blood, but I can also believe the Lord for healing in his blood. Doesn't the Bible declare by his stripes you are healed? Not just by the wounds inflicted upon his body, but by the blood that was shed through those wounds. Hallelujah. Are you hearing today? So I can believe the Lord for those three things. One, provision. Two, I can believe the Lord for defense, for protection. Three, I can believe the Lord also for healing and deliverance in my body and in the body of others. I can apply the blood of Jesus. Because what's happening here in your body is only a shadow, a shadow of what the real does. Only a shadow of what the real does. Look at what's happening in your body and multiply that times gazillion, gabillion, katrillion, gabillion, and all the way out. And then you'll finally see a picture of what the blood of Jesus is doing. Hallelujah. I can take that blood and declare it. You say, well, I can't see the blood of Jesus. The devil sure can. Let me tell you that now. When I decree the blood of Jesus, he will stop. He will stop. Viruses, diseases will stop. Every incantation or spell or whatever else the devil wants to throw at will stop when I declare the blood of Jesus. Every last bit of it. The blood, the blood, the blood. Say with me, the blood of Jesus. Now, let me show you just today. I'm going to show you uh, some of the defensive nature that's in the blood of Jesus. Let's go, first of all, to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. Go to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. You can declare the blood of Jesus. And this should get so ingrained in you that it should be second nature. It should be second nature. To call upon the name of Jesus. To call upon the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let me give you one example. It was around a holiday. Uh, not holiday, but Halloween one year. And I am not a celebrator of Halloween, by the way. But somebody decided, one of my quote-unquote dear friends, who I had to later, oh, um, ask God for restoration because I didn't like them after they did this. But they sent me an email. And in the email, some of you may have gotten something similar, similar to this. They sent me an email and the uh, email had uh, two pictures in it. 
An email said, um, you know, find out, you know, examine the two pictures and see which one um, is different from the other. See how one picture is different from the other. The pictures looked identical. Uh, but he said, the email said, there's something different in the second picture. So I like puzzles. And so I began to look, hmm, hmm, just began to stare at, hmm, well, maybe this window is not there in that building. No, no, hmm, hmm, hmm. And a few seconds later, as I was, as I was concentrating, a hideous face came out uh, like gory, like Frankenstein, a uh, werewolf or something came out. <laughs> Boy. I jumped back from that screen. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Heart racing. Okay. No danger. No danger. No danger. Okay. We're okay. Lord, help that man for sending that mess to me. Are you hearing? Curse words didn't come out of my mouth. The blood of Jesus came out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, Lord, that scared the stuffing out of me. But I'm saying it should be so ingrained. It's so ingrained in me. I use the blood. I apply the blood in times of danger. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, let's look at some of this. Exodus, the 12th chapter. Let me take this the scenario here. The Lord... This is the final plague of Israel. This is God's judgment in the land. God told Moses, Moses, uh, death is coming through the land. Destruction, the destroyer is going to come through the land this night. It's coming to every house. But he said, this is what I want y'all to do. I want you to take a lamb and I want you to. Uh, of course, they sacrificed the lamb, but I want you to take that lamb and I want you to eat the flesh of the lamb and I want you to take the blood and I want you to apply it to the side posts and top posts of the house. And let's, let's pick it up on um, verse number 21. Then Moses called unto all the elders of, the, of Israel and said unto them, draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood uh, that is in the basin and strike the lentils, lentil and the two side posts with the blood that is in uh, that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. Strike the blood. And everybody stay in the house until morning. Don't go out. Obviously, if you go out, you will no longer be under the covering of the blood. Are you hearing? So verse number 23, and the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. This destruction is not meant for you. And when he seeth the what? When he seeth the blood upon the lintel. And on the two side posts, the Lord will do what? Pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer. God will not suffer the destroyer. He will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. Are you hearing? That's all we want to read right there. 
God said, when I see the blood, the blood is recognized in the spirit realm. The Lord said, when I see the blood, when this destroyer sees the blood in the land, it will look at it. It may even look in the window, but it can't come in. You can keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Because here's the sign of the blood of God. This means that God is here. His life is here. The white blood cells are here. The protection of God is here. And if you step your little bony toe up in here, you're going to get something that you can't take off. Are you hearing? That's like God said, I'm going to wear you out. If you think you're going to talk, if you think you're going to cross this bloodline, you got something. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are you hearing? The angels are standing by. The heaven is standing by. If the devil even tries to cross the bloodline, he knows what he's going to get. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Apply the blood. Turn to your name and tell them we've got to apply the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, as you know, the night came, that happened. Uh, the destroyer went through and the Egyptian houses, they all suffered loss, but nobody suffered loss that was covered under the blood of Jesus. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Let me show you something else. Joshua, the second chapter. Joshua, the second chapter. Covered by the blood. Say with me, I thank God I'm covered by his blood. Hallelujah. Now, that blood is a sign. That blood is a symbol of what has already been shed in the heavenlies. The blood of Jesus already shed from the foundation of the world. The lamb was slain. And even right now, as a New Testament church where Jesus has taken his blood from the earth, that is now the blood, the, the earth is still stained with the blood of Jesus. But Jesus took his blood and he sprinkled it on the mercy seat of heaven. Just like the high priest did there in the book of Leviticus, the 16th chapter we talked about uh, on the day of atonement. The high priest would go and take the blood of the goats, the, the blood of the uh, red heifer. You can talk about this some other time. And it would they would sprinkle that blood upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. Hallelujah. And the blood of the animals would cover their sins, but they could not have forgiveness of sins. There's a difference in covering and taking away sin. Let me give you an example. Let's say that there was a powerful odor in here. I mean, really, the type of odor that makes you want to just cut off your nose, that type of odor. Oh, my Lord, what has happened in here? Are you hearing that type of odor? Now, there are some deodorizers that you can get that you can buy from Walmart or somewhere and you can spray. It has a picture of a rose on it and you can spray. It does not take the odor away. It just covers it up. So now you smell funk and roses. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? It didn't take it away. No, you just need to air it out. Just air out the room. Just air it out. Open the windows and the doors. Turn on the fan in the bathroom. Just air it out. Just air it out. Are you hearing? Covering. It covered the smell, but it didn't take the smell away. God said, look, I love y'all people. 
but you got the stench of sin on you in Israel. You got the stench of sin on you. And I want to come down there, but woo, woo, y'all got some woo. So here's what you do. Take the blood of these animals. And this blood will cover your sins. Old Testament. It will cover your sins. So it would make it easier for me to come down to you. As a matter of fact, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, God had to meet Moses. God met Moses in the mountain. The people were there, there in the, in the valley there. Moses met with God on Mount Sinai and the people saw all the, all the lightnings and the thunders and the earthquakes and the mighty power of God. Moses came down and he looked like God. Oh, I mean, his face was just shining. The glory of God was all on him. And the people, Moses said, Hey, y'all, he won't talk to you too. They said, No, no, I'm not going up there. <laughs> I know what I've done in my life, Moses. No, no, no. They said, Moses, you talk to him for us, okay? So God stayed on the mountain and the people stayed on the, in the valley. And it wasn't until God gave Moses the pattern of the tabernacle and everything that was, everything that was there in the inner court, the outer court, in the tent and all of that. And then the Lord said, here, take a lamb and I want you to shed his blood upon the utensils in the tabernacle. Shed his blood, shed the, the lamb's blood. They killed a whole bunch of animals. They took the blood and, um, uh, sanctified, uh, the, the tabernacle, the utensils in the tabernacle. The blood was shed upon the people, sprinkled, or in some translations say sprayed upon the people, upon millions of people. And it was only after that was done that the, pres- that the presence of God come from the mountain down in the tabernacle. Because now there's blood there. Now I can, mm, a little bit of funk, but the roses are nice. Are you hearing? Because the blood of animals could only cover the sin. Couldn't take it away. Until Jesus came, the Lamb of God came. Hallelujah. Who came not to cover sin, but to take it away. Hallelujah. And so the stench of our sin, our sin was upon him. As he hung upon the cross, the stench of our sin, your sin, my sin, from beginning to, to end, all creation was upon him. And the Bible says that when Jesus was upon the cross, he said, Father, Father, why has you, why have you forsaken me? Who, Lord, you, son, I love you, but you've got something on you. Are you hearing what, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Jesus took the smell, the stench from us. Anybody remember that, that little kid on, um, playpen? I think his name was Pigpen. Yeah. Yeah. Pigpen on Charlie Brown. Boy, he had a cloud of stench all the way around him all the time. Pigpen is coming. Pigpen is coming. And Jesus knew, Father, they cannot, they can't associate with you because of that stench. So here's what I'll do, Father. I'll take the stench from them. I'll take it upon me and I'll hang upon the cross and I'll take that stench into the lower parts of the earth and I'll burn that stench up in the lake of fire and I'll rise up the third day. Hallelujah. Presenting my blood before you. And now when this blood is applied to your people, whoo, there'll be no evidence of stench. There'll be no evidence of foul. You You'll only smell the roses. So God said, you can come to my presence boldly now. You can come boldly. You're welcome in my house anytime. Come on, because now you've got the blood of Jesus upon your life. 
And God said, come on, let's be together. He said, though your sins were as scarlet, hey, I'll make them, I'll make them white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, I'll wash you white as snow. Talking about the blood of Jesus. So you have right. But Lord, I just did this last night. Are you in the body of Christ? Have you, are you covered by the blood of Jesus? Then there is no stench on you. The Bible declares that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. God said, you can come on. You can come to me because you're covered by the blood of Jesus. Isn't that something? My God, let's go, let's go ahead and go to Joshua, Joshua 2, Joshua 2. Let me tell you the scene here, what's going on here. The children of Israel have crossed, finally crossed over the Red Sea and they're coming into the land and to the promised land and they're going to have to go up against this big city called Jericho that has walls so big all the way around and they sent out spies. Moses sent out some spies, rather Joshua rather, sent out spies to spy out the land. And they go in and, and uh, of course, people there in the city don't like them, so they're hiding. They need a place to hide. So Rahab the harlot uh, hid them in her home. Boy, doesn't that sound scandalous? But nonetheless, she hid them in her home. And she let them down through a window out of the back of her house because her house was on the wall. Her home was built into the wall. So she let them down uh, at nighttime through her window down to the ground where they could escape. And she told them, hey, hey, fellas, since I've been so kind to you, won't y'all be kind to me and my family, too? She said, we heard. Matter of fact, verse nine says, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord have given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. I know God given to you. And I know that y'all are going to come in here and destroy this place. But remember, look at verse 12, uh, verse 12. She says, now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown, showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and their stuff. My family and their stuff. Are you hearing? Or people also that is with them. All that they have and deliver our lives from death. Give me a token. Give me a sign. That when y'all come in here and God judges this place and destroys everything. Give me a token. That you won't, that, that my family will be safe. Look at verse 17. And the men said unto her, we will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father, thy mother, thy brethren, and all thy father's household home unto thee. He said, here, take this red cord and hang it down your window. Kind of like Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let your hair down. Hang this cord. Hang this red cord out of your window when we come. 
All right. And then you tell all of your people, all of your family, everybody that you want saved from the danger. You tell them to come into your house. All right. And verse number 19 says, and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our heads. If any hand be upon him, you hearing? You hear what I'm saying? That red cord was a symbol or a sign of the blood. It was a sign of the blood. As long as you stay in the house under this blood covering, your family is going to be safe. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that what? Now, here's one thing. Now, you say God, some people say God's not fair. Why? Because she hadn't been to any church services. The Bible does not say that she quoted any scripture either. She just called out for salvation. And as and she called out for salvation, she got the sign of the blood. The blood was covering her house now. If she was faithful to believe, believe what was done, she would be saved. And her whole household was saved. All the walls went down except for hers. Are you hearing? Because she was covered by the blood. Let's look at one last one. Let's go to the book of Job. Or some of you may call it job. Let's go to the book of Job here. Book of Job, the first chapter, Job 1. When you get it, say, I got it. So again, we talked about the blood of Jesus having those white blood cells in it. Defensive mechanism to keep the destroyer at bay. Hallelujah. You say, well, there's something going on in my house now. I don't know what it is. Begin to apply the blood of Jesus. Just go through the house and say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus. And what happens? Those white blood cells, those white cells come out. You can't see it in the natural, but I'm telling you, it's beginning to happen as you declare it by faith. You begin to declare the blood of Jesus and those white blood cells go out and they begin to attack any foreign body, any foreign spirit that is coming to destroy or take advantage of or hurt your family. The blood of Jesus. I'll go around my house and I'll say the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I'll go around this yard. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It may happen to somebody else, but it won't happen to me. Hallelujah. Job. Let's look at this. Y'all know about Job. All right, let's go uh, straight to number two, verse two. All right, but uh, let's go to verse one. There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Get away, evil. Get away. Get away. Verse two. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 uh, she asses and a great, a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East and the sons. And listen now, here's a very wealthy man. And what happens sometime when you are, when you grow up privileged. 
sons and daughters, they kind of get kind of out there. Verse four says, and his sons went and feasted in their houses, part of time, part of time, everyone his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Verse five. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone out that Job sent and and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. Here was the shedding of blood. Are you seeing what's happening here? Job offered blood for his children. The burnt offering, there was a shedding of blood. He did that to cover his children, cover his family. Are you hearing? All right, it says, um, uh, offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So he always offered the sacrifice, the shedding of blood for his family. He said, they're out there doing all that stuff. They're out there doing all that stuff. And I don't want destruction to come upon them. So I'm going to present blood for them every morning. Every morning he offered blood. He offered blood. He covered his family in the blood every morning, every morning. And I'm telling you now prophetically, the reason that some of your relatives aren't in the pokey right now, aren't in jail or aren't in the hospitals or whatever, is because you've been praying for them, offering blood, the blood of Jesus on their behalf. Job was upright. His children weren't. Are you hearing? So he's offering blood. Look at verse number five. And it was so when the days, days, or we saw that, uh, he said that now let's look at, um, so Job was offering blood, right? Okay. So here comes the devil come around seeking, uh, to destroy Job. Now, why didn't he just come and get Job? He couldn't because of a hedge of protection. Look at verse number 10. Rather, verse nine, it says, then Satan answered the Lord and said, doeth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou made an hedge about him? Now, here's the devil's testimony. He can't get in to destroy Job. He can't, he can't get in to touch his children. He can't get in to touch Job's stuff. He cannot get in. He can't get in. Because Job has a blood covering over his children, over his family, over everything. The devil cannot get in. Look at it. He said, the devil saying, has thou not made an hedge about him and about his house? The blood covering for Job. Job was covered and his household was covered. That is his family, his children and everything. It says, uh, and about all that he hath, all his property. He was covered, his children were covered, his family was covered, and all that he had uh, was also covered. And thou hast blessed the work of his hands. His work, his job was covered by his blood, by the blood, by the blood of that animal. Are you with me? It says, and his substance, everything in the bank, and his substance is increased in the land. So the blood also brought, here again, brought provision. Now I'm closing out, I pray you're hearing me. So here again, here is the blood. Here is the blood that Job applied daily to his children for his family. And it created a hedge about his home where the enemy could not come in, where destruction could not come in. Hallelujah. One last thing, the book of Ecclesiastes, you can just make a note of this. Ecclesiastes 10, and we're stopping here. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 8 says, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, 
second phrase, and whosoever breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. The enemy couldn't get in through the hedge, but if you break the hedge, if you break the bloodline through uh, willful sinning, the enemy is waiting to come in and bite you and devour you. I've seen it. I've seen it and know it to be true. You can apply the blood of Jesus, but then you go ahead and do something that you know is wrong. Well, then the hedge is dropped. You've broken the hedge and what was on the outside will come inside. So what you need to do, and I pray you hear this, when these times come, quickly repent before God and apply the blood of Jesus once again. Raise the hedge. Raise the hedge. Because you say, well, my family is well. Nobody's sick in my house. Uh, we got this and we got that. Everything is fine. It's fine because of the hedge that is there. But you can drop the hedge just as surely and you'll begin to see shadows in your house. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. These dark shadows walking around out of the corner of your eye. Demonic powers walking in your home. Well, you got to bind those things. When the children began to act crazy, wife acting crazy, husband acting crazy, dog is barking for no apparent reason. It's time to plead the blood. Something has gotten in here. Raise the hedge of protection. Shields up, shields up, shields up, Scotty. Put the blood up in the name of Jesus. I hope you've heard the word of God today. We are done in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for his blood. Come on, thank you for his blood. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. My family is covered. My job is covered. My stuff is covered. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus I receive the healing by the blood I receive deliverance by the blood and I declare the blood covering and the hedge of protection is about me and my family and the destroyer will pass over in the name of Jesus we pray that you are richly blessed by today's message we would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.